Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Superchargers, headlights, and more with over 122 million parts. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What is up, my people? I'm John. This is the 3Now Podcast. We just watched the Hall of Fame game. Kind of not really paid attention. Powered down some dinner and uh, ready to talk some football. I don't even know why I waited till after the Hall of Fame game to record this podcast. Wasn't necessarily needed, but I'm glad it did because it sparked something I want to talk about off the bat. A lot of other stuff going on. Some rookie quarterback thoughts. Trey Lance. A lot of other things that are happening in the NFL. Deshaun Watson, Eagles trade, Dan Campbell. I watched his press conference. I, I think I got a take on Dan Campbell that I don't know if it's going to vibe with everyone's take, but I've actually kind of been impressed when I just watched him talk, a press conference. Joe Judge making guys run again. I mean, bro, this is not Little League. And we'll dive into everything else. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram. That's the uh, Middlecoff mailbag. You fire at my Instagram DMs. And you get on the Middlecoff mailbag. It's really easy. Fire in the DMs. You get your question answered here on the show. And if you listen on Colin's feed, I'd greatly appreciate you subscribing to the 3 and Out feed if you like the show. Also, leave a review. Apple iTunes, as anyone knows, helps with selling of the show. For those of you longtime listeners, for those of you who have done it, I tip my hat to you. For those of you who like the show and haven't done it, go leave a review right now. Let's talk some football. Okay, the Hall of Fame. And I've thought a lot about the Hall of Fame, like anyone that's loved sports. We've had a lot of arguments since we were kids over who was worthy and who isn't. And one thing I've found is my standards for the Hall of Fame are higher than most. And this is just a guy. It's not like I never made it past high school as a player. 
But I, I think my standards as a fan have always been pretty high. Like when I think Hall of Fame in any sport, I think like Randy Johnson, Michael Jordan, Jerry Rice, right? <laughs> Mickey Mantle, Joe Montana, Jerry West. Like my standards are incredibly high. And listen, I, I've come to the theory of a Hall of Fame should be full of people that are just first ballot Hall of Famers. Now, that's not realistic. And guys that are deserving get in. You know, it takes several times. I have a ton of respect for John Lynch. And he got in after several times. And I'm not saying he's undeserving. But, like, it took him several times. Jimmy Johnson. took him forever. And I, I think I might have mentioned this story before. I know me and Colin talked about it on his podcast that when the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, Andy had Jimmy Johnson talk to the team. And I went the next day to talk to Veach for an interview. And Veach was telling me. And then I had coffee with a buddy on the staff. Everyone on the Chiefs staff were like, bro, Jimmy got in front of the team and it was like he never lost it. And Colin told me a story. I actually told on the podcast, if you listen to his podcast, about he talks to the Fox staff every year. And it's like he's still coaching at the U or the Cowboys. Like Jimmy's a like this is a Megatron's elite. Charles Woodson's a badass, but when I think the Hall of Fame, I think of guys like Peyton Manning. And I've said forever uh, that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were they were my generation's Magic and Larry Bird. What Magic and Larry did for the NBA, commercializing it, making it really popular, taking it to a completely different level is what Peyton and Tom did it. Now, the difference is that Tom, let's just say Peyton is Larry and Magic is Tom. Tom is like Magic, but then he turned into Michael. He's like both. He incorporates everything because he's also the best of all time. But you get what I'm saying? Like, they were the rivalry, the two most famous players in the biggest league, and they always played, typically twice a year. Even when he went to Denver, he kept playing New England. And... I feel it's very fitting and just very high level because high level people do high level shit. Tom Brady is sitting as Peyton invited him to this ceremony in the Colt section with Peyton section. I guess it's Denver also. I would imagine Elway will be there to support Peyton. But it's just very fitting. And to me, Peyton Manning, when I was a kid, and when I say kid, like late 90s, and definitely in high school and then through college, I was a much bigger Peyton guy than Tom. In 2021, it's hard to fathom that Tom Brady was ever behind Peyton Manning. But even when Tom had won a couple Super Bowls, I think it was pretty universally accepted in sports fans' vernacular and the way we talked about it that Peyton was the better player. And then once 07 hit, and then definitely the last 10 years, Tom basically became Peyton. But... Peyton's an all-time transcendent athlete. Like, in 50 years, the way my dad talked about Mickey Mantle, right, or, you know, Bill Russell, is the way people are going to talk about Peyton Manning. He changed this, or was a big part of changing the popularity, a sport that was already really popular, took it to another level with Tom. And Tom played arguably a bigger role. But I, I always felt that Peyton... If he didn't get that last Super Bowl, which 
in a weird way, he got a little lucky to get because his arm let him down. He was shot as a player, but their defense was so good. I actually attended that Super Bowl and made some money because I bet on the Broncos. But a big reason they won it was Vaughn Miller, that front seven. It was like Malik Jackson, Derek Wolf, uh, Demarcus Ware, Danny Trevathan. I mean, their team was stacked. Chris Harris. They had Bradley Roby. They drafted in the first round. They had uh, Aqib Tlaib was still a stud. TJ Ward. They were unreal. They were awesome. And uh, CJ Anderson, the running back from Cal, was pretty good. Demarius Thomas. like they, They were stacked. And Peyton was holding on for dear life. But... He could, early in the game, and he did it against New England, and he did it against the Super Bowl, he could outthink you. He is one of the greatest minds in the history of sport. And it what, he's not very physically talented. He has an average arm at best. He could not run at all. Really, his greatest attribute is his size. He is a massive human being. So he could see over the offensive line. But he's not that talented. You know, he. I don't think people realize if a guy like him was coming out of the draft now, how polarizing his ability would be. Now, he was really accurate and he was, unre- you know, he, he just knew more than you. We talk a lot about football as a chess game. He was like Bobby Fischer. Now, he got a little tight sometimes in the playoffs. That happens. But I'm so glad that he got the second Super Bowl because no one will remember that, you know, in 30, 40 years, you know, he was hanging on for dear life. It was like, oh, Peyton Manning, two Super Bowls. Because he was so accomplished as a player. And anyone close to my age, if you watched most of his career, he was so dominant in the regular season. He was an unstoppable player. And obviously, the playoffs get harder. And when you don't have a great arm, I think sometimes... You play in inclement weather in Pittsburgh and Kansas City. I guess they probably weren't in the playoffs as much, but definitely New England, the Jets. It's just hard. Baltimore, it's harder outside. And uh, he's just, when I think the Hall of Fame, I again, I, I think guys like Peyton Manning. Like, no doubt about it, first ballot Hall of Famers. To me, if the, every Hall of Fame in every major sport was only guys like Peyton Manning, like, it should be very, very difficult to get in. And I think in in a great, great class, because that's what this is, of just star players, star coaches, famous names, he is easily the headliner. And I think it's going to be really, really cool when, uh, and I say this all the time about anyone that has involved with their dad to this day, as someone who lost his dad a couple years ago. I think about this, I'm a golf guy, and when I see Justin Thomas, whose dad is also his coach, and his dad's always with him on the range warming up. I was like, if I ever was around Justin Thomas and met him and was drinking beers, I, I would tell him how lucky he is. Like one day you're going to look back when it's all said and done, your dad's gone, like how special these moments of your life that you got to spend with your dad. And I saw that Peyton is having Archie Manning, his father, induct him into the Hall of Fame. And of all Peyton's accomplishments, right, going number one overall, uh, winning multiple Super Bowls, MVPs, right? All, all the money he's made. I, I think when Peyton's 70 years old, and, and may, honestly, he's old enough now. He, I think he gets it. But he'll, it, it'll be one of the most special days in the history of his life. And I don't think any day moving forward will, maybe something that happens to his children, but the, the moment that he, his dad gets to induct him in, a football family, for a football, because at the end of the day, Peyton is a football junkie. 
it, it's pretty cool. And I, 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 it depends on the class, but I, I wouldn't miss Peyton's introduction and his eight. I think that every guy gets eight minutes because they're putting in a couple classes because of last year with Corona for anything. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan and I, I, I can't wait to watch it. If you listen to Monday show, and if you've listened to me for a while, you know where I stand when it comes to rookie quarterbacks. Guys that were drafted really high. I'm talking about top 10 picks, not guys in the 4th, 5th round. I believe you learn by doing, and you play right away. Well, I went to Niner practice a couple days this week. And if you're on social media, or have the internet, which I would imagine most people do now, you've seen the hype on Trey Lance. And I, I lived it. I mean, I, I was there. I'm part of it. Obviously, I, you know, I, my other podcast is is basically a Niner podcast. And uh, I, I feel pretty good. Trey's going to be good for business. Well, on the internet, I've also seen several throws from Justin Fields. Now, I, I have not been to Bears camp. I haven't even texted anyone that works for the staff, despite knowing a couple people, know it's really busy. And I, I know more than likely what I'd hear back. Like, Andy's doing well, too. But I, a couple throws, I say, come on, give me a break. And here's what I'd equate it to. Because most fans, until the preseason games start, don't know. They just base everything off what the players, coaches, and media is saying. That's all the overwhelming majority of football fans have to go off of, right? There's this place... I I went where I went to school. Is the town was called San Luis Obispo. Uh, it's where Chuck Liddell's from, and, and where I think I don't know if he still lives there, but he went to school there too, Cal Poly. And there was this restaurant called Firestone Grill. It's owned by the Billingsleys, and in my opinion, and everyone I've ever met that have eaten there, including Peter King, who actually MMQB or maybe it's called Football Morning in America, wrote about it. It's the best tri-tip sandwich in America. And to be honest with you, I don't even think it's close. They also had Firestone Grill in Fresno, where I also happened to live for a couple years. Same thing. Everyone in that community raves about it. I have been several places across America and run into someone, and if in conversation it comes up that I had lived in Fresno or went to school at Cal Poly, the tri-tip sandwich always comes up. And they always agree to a man or a woman, it's the best tri-tip sandwich they have ever had. Now, if you're listening to this and you live in Alabama or you live in Florida, you live in Texas, you might tell me, John, the best tri-tip sandwich is uh, Joe's Barbecue in Austin, Texas, or Billy's Pit in New Orleans or whatever, right? So until you try the sandwich I'm talking about, you, you would just either have to take my word or disagree. But the moment you have that sandwich, I feel pretty confident you're going to look at me and go, holy shit, the Billingsley can make a sandwich. It's pretty basic, too. Just a lot of tri-tip, little and, and some bread. Toasted the bread and put this little uh, garlic butter on it, as well as the barbecue sauce, which they make themselves. I view rookie quarterbacks a little like this. Because until you see a guy play, it's all hype. It's all kind of fluff, Right? Whether you you either choose to believe it or not, but until you see it with your own eyes, you have no clue. Remember last year, Justin Herbert, who was drafted six overall, Anthony Lynn kept telling us, he's not ready, he's not ready, he's not good enough. 
And last year, preseason did not exist. So we didn't get to see anything. Unless you attended a Charger practice, it was impossible to really have an opinion, right, beside what you thought of him in Oregon. We're going with Tyrod Taylor. He's better. The first game, if I remember correctly, was against the Bengals, and the Chargers barely won. It's like, Tyrod Taylor stinks. And I say that relative to NFL players. He's a backup quarterback, not a starting quarterback. And then the doctor, who punctured his lung, and Justin Herbert had to come in, within about less than a month, everyone's like, holy shit, does Anthony Lynn have any clue what he's talking about? Why? Because we have eyes. And I'm just telling you, the moment you see Trey Lance play, he is in a completely different universe than Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo, when healthy, listen, here's a reality with Jimmy G. In football, you either get better or you get worse. It's impossible to stay the same. Because if you're staying the same, you are literally getting passed and getting worse. So you go, well, I, I watched Jimmy G a couple years ago. He was fine. And yeah, he's still just fine. That's what he is. But he's not getting any better. And then physical attributes, he doesn't have great physical attributes. Not a runner, doesn't have a great arm, not that big. So when you look at him, you go, meh, he's actually not a great practice player. He's better in the games. But I see Trey Lance walk through, who's much taller, way faster, and a much bigger arm, also more accurate. You go, what are we doing? Because my take right now is simply, if Kyle asked me, and he hasn't, but he's no dummy, he's watching this thing play out, what are we doing? Jimmy G, my take, will not be the starter week one. And obviously, I talk about that on Haber Milkoff nonstop. We've been talking a lot about it since we've been going to practice. It's over. Now, I, I, I can't speak for the Bear situation, but here's what I know. Like Justin, like Trey Lance, Justin Fields has absolutely nothing in common with Andy Dalton. Beside they play the quarterback position. He's bigger, stronger, faster. He's just a better player. So they could choose to start Andy Dalton. It would be the wrong decision. And once we all see it, and this year the three preseason games, I don't really think it's going to be arguable for either guys. Now, ultimately the fans and the hype train of what it becomes with young quarterbacks doesn't matter. We are not in charge. The guy in charge is the head coach, typically, or the general manager, depending on the organization, right? The football team is in charge. But there comes a momentum where it is not even arguable, and even coaches who can be the most stubborn humans alive, as I, listen, I can be stubborn too, a lot of us can be stubborn, get to a point where they can't even push back. It happened to Anthony Lynn. Because I'll promise you this, after uh, Justin Herbert played that game last year, after he got his lung punctured, Tyrod Taylor, I think it was against the Chiefs, Anthony Lynn, if he could have, like if Tyrod Taylor's lung wasn't that bad or, you know, it was just like a two-day injury or whatever, 100%, I, I can I can say this, I, I would put $10,000 on the line, would have put Tyrod Taylor in week three. But by week five or six, it, it, you, you could not have. It gets out of control. And I'm telling you, just because a guy is really talented and you all see it, sometimes coaches want to push back. I think as you see in society right now, people don't like being told what to do. It's just a human reaction. And because being a head coach of a team is a public job, I think a lot of times these guys claim they don't read. Bullshit, they do. And read might even be strong. Listen, watch now. I think the written words struggle a little bit. But, you know, videos, audio, hope they listen. Uh, Their natural reaction is going to be, you know, to go the opposite way. I think we all can relate. We all, you know, have some of that in us. But I'll promise you this. From what I saw, 
at the Niners practice facility and just some of the clips I saw with Justin Fields and just watching his entire career, it's over. So I'm not going to pound this drum of these quarterbacks need to start. Like, it's well established. Is that even an arguable point? Like, sit the rookie, make him learn. If he's way better than the starter, you're just okay with losing. And I'd equate you to a loser. Well, Mahomes sat for a year. Yeah, they had a borderline Pro Bowl starting quarterback who was consistently taking them to the playoffs. If any of these situations, Andy Dalton or Jimmy G, were had the resume that Ant, that uh, Alex Smith had, there would be some argument there. But there isn't. Not even close. Andy Dalton's resume actually isn't that bad, but he hasn't been good now for several years. Jimmy Garoppolo has played one season basically in his career. And listen, I, I think he gets unfairly kind of uh, kind of criticized, like just his whole situation. I remember I heard Rosillo talking about this, about, you know, he had a game when he had he had Mike Sando on his podcast and they were going over the tiers for quarterbacks. And Jimmy took a lot of heat for the Packer NFC Championship game. He handed the ball off eight times. Now that is indicative of the team was built to play defense and run the ball. But I, I can't criticize you for winning an NFC Championship game and only having to throw it eight times. Now, ultimately, the Niners would rather have him not throw if they can win. So, yeah, that does reflect he's not Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. No one's arguing that anymore. But that individual instance, I think Jimmy, like if the Packers could, it, do you think Aaron Rodgers would have rewound and go, you know what, you can win the NFC Championship game, but you only are going to have eight passing attempts. Now, obviously, that's not possible with the way the Packers, but I do think that's a little unfair with Jimmy. The knock on Jimmy is just, he just is what he is. He doesn't get any better. That, to me, is the knock. Now, if you want to look back and go, he was overrated when the Niners gave him the the contract, I'd say a little bit bullshit because at the time, he looked fantastic in those two games for the Patriots, and then he started those end of those last five games for the 49ers and was awesome. Now, small sample size, no, that that is that's undisputable. Like that, he had started two games, five other games, so seven games, and one of those games with the Patriots, he didn't finish. But when he played, it looked like he had a chance to be a top twelve quarterback. You know what turns out? He's probably like eighteen to twenty two because he doesn't improve. Because part of like any guy can look good in a game or five games or have some moments. Can you do it year in year out? Sustain it, and he can't. Neither can Andy Dalton anymore. Now I don't know big picture. Like can Trey Lance or Justin Fields have Hall of Fame careers? I have no clue. How do they handle fame? How do they handle adversity? How do they handle success? How do they handle four-pick games? I don't know. This is all going to happen. No one knows. But in terms of what you want to build upon, what type foundation you want to roll into week one with, come on. What are we talking about? If you ever want to go, if you're ever in San Luis Obispo, you're ever in Fresno, you go to you go to Doghouse Grill, you go to Firestone, you get the tri-tip sandwich, and you get a you know basket of fries, and I'll promise you, you'll tell every single person and text every single text chain you're on. It's the best fucking tri-tip sandwich I've ever had. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save 
and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I, I, I struggle to, and I, I say this all the time with NFL people, I, I'd say it probably works for companies as well, but in the NFL, any public job, a lot of times your messaging, what you say, doesn't represent what you do. I, I just judge people on their actions, right? We just talked about Jimmy G. Jimmy G's the starter until he's not. Right, Trey Lance is going to run with the twos. Well, actually, he kind of runs with the ones because I keep seeing George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk play with him. Like I, I'm judging. We are behind Aaron Rodgers. You drafted a quarterback in the first round, like kinda. Now you are because you think he's good again. I, I judge you strictly off actions, and, and I try to carry that over to every element of my life. All this public theater of talking and tweeting doesn't mean a thing. Judge people off their actions. And there is a lot of smoke right now about the Eagles and Deshaun Watson. And here's what I know about the Eagles. Because you go, well, they, Jalen Hurts in the second round. Yeah, he's a cheap backup. The, 
Nick Sirianni, the new head coach, won't even name him the starter. Now, do I know if Howie Roseman has offered a bunch of picks to the Houston Texans or not? No, I have not asked him. I don't know Nick Casario, but I know he's having walked by him several times at the Combine. He looks like a skinny, chiseled version of Belichick. A stiff's stiff. So he probably ain't leaking anything either. But Deshaun Watson, like within the last week, has lined up at safety with the scout team defense. They are not on the same page as the quarterback. Now, I've talked, and I'm sure many of you have too, about the elephant in the room of a situation. And I've been adamant that you can't trade for him until the situation goes away. And obviously, if there's something serious behind it, he's untradeable. But I do think, from the scuttlebutt that I've heard from people around the league, dig it in, and here's what NFL teams have. They have connections to just different things and can find out information. So whenever they tell you, we didn't know, it's a lie, bullshit, you definitely knew, is that I think teams feel more comfortable about this situation than maybe they did three or four months ago with the information they have gathered. So the teams, like the Eagles, and maybe the Broncos too, who as Vic Fangio called their quarterback situation, even Steven, have started to kind of line up. Because if you feel comfortable that this is going to go away, Deshaun Watson is not going to be on the Texans. That's a fact. It's over. Now, he might, whether he has to stay this year because of the situation, whatever. But if it ultimately goes away, he is going to go to another team. He is not going to play for that team. So these teams that desperately need quarterbacks, the Eagles are one. And listen, I thought the draft pick was stupid. I looked at Jalen Hurts like a running back. I would have moved him to running back. Now, I watched him throw last year. I was like, eh, you know, but he had a good game. But for the most part, I, would, I wouldn't start him. Now, the Eagles don't have a choice, right? Getting rid of Carson Wentz actually looks even smarter now, even though ideally you wanted him to play so you get that first-round pick, but whatever. Uh, you just had to pivot off of him, and it's now the Colts' problem, which is a major problem. But the Eagles, Deshaun Watson, they make a lot of sense. And even though... They were never really talked about originally. Like, it was the Niners. It was the Dolphins. They have equipped that skill position group pretty well. At least they've invested a lot into it, right? They just drafted Devontae Smith in the first round. Last year, they took Jalen Rager in the first round. And, you know, I think he's a little bit TBD, how good he's going to be. But, you know, he if ideally, Devontae can be the one. He just has to prove that he can be a number two which last year it felt like, God, you draft a guy in the first round, he's better be a number one. He doesn't even have that pressure on him anymore. Dallas Goddard's really good. Ertz is still there. Miles Sanders is the running back. They have they got Brandon Brooks back on the offensive line to go with Lane Johnson. So they still have Kelsey. The Eagles, again, the elephant in the room, this thing has to go away. Like to me, if, if it hasn't, I think that's very, very risky and not worth the risk. But the Eagles historically have taken a lot of risks. They are pro-risk. That's why they've had a lot of success. They have made a lot of transactions. Howie is good at making deals. He is a deal maker. So if I had to, just big picture, if Deshaun's going to be traded, it just I don't see how the Eagles and them don't, that doesn't happen. Now, could the Dolphins ultimately trump it? Potentially. And clearly, I think there's some pressure on Tua. Because someone tweeted at me the other day, they're like, you know, 
if if Lance is really this good, the Dolphins will never shake trading that pick to the Niners. And I'd say, you know, I w- I'm going to push back on that. I don't think Trey Lance and Tua have anything in common. I think where the Dolphins will never shake if Tua turns out to not be very good will be Justin Herbert. Because they took Tua Tonga-Vailoa, which at the time seemed like a no-brainer over Justin Herbert. But who gives a shit what we think? The, the media, I, I'm not in the right and wrong business. Because I would have done probably the same thing. I can't even remember what I said. Maybe I wasn't as high on Tua, but whatever. What anyone said, right? All the hype on Tua. The media is not paid to be right or wrong. They're just paid to get clicks or entertain. The general manager, Chris Greer, and Brian Flores, are their paycheck depends on being right or wrong. And they have been right on a lot of things. But the quarterback position, talking to Coward last week, and he's right, you can do everything right in the sport of football. Build a great offensive line, build a good defense, hire a good coach. If your quarterback situation is constantly in flux, whether it's your fault, like the Dolphins, or whether it's not, like the Colts, that's a, that's a major problem. And you cannot overcome that. It is impossible. The Chiefs, for Andy's first five years, couldn't have been any more well-run. They had good, a great defense. They had pass rushers. They had skill guys. They had a dynamic head coach. But they were limited ultimately because Alex Smith was limited. That, that, that ultimately held them back each year. And then they got Mahomes, and it was been on like Donkey Kong. And I can promise you in 2021, it's going to continue to be on like Donkey Kong. Because we're at a Chiefs camp. Some of their young dudes look good. And we already know their older dudes are sweet. They're a powerhouse now. But they would not be a powerhouse if they had the same roster and they still had, you know, pre-Alex Smith before the leg. They would just be a really good team. So I, I think when you look at the Eagles, they know. Like, Howie's no dummy. They're big on, they, they run constant of these studies. They've had star quarterbacks. Like, he's seen it all. He's been there with Carson. He's seen Jalen Hurts. He's been there with Nick Foles. He's been there with Michael Vick. He'd been there with Donovan McNabb. He'd been there with Kevin Culp. Like, he, he knows what a, having a Pro Bowl quarterback does for you and having an average guy does for you. So, the, the, the smoke, the fire, like, it's, it's pretty clear where this thing is headed. <laughs> Okay, let's uh let's go around the league a little bit. Just some things that I've saw that have stood out to me. And I think Dan Campbell has been a name that moved the needle because of his introductory press conference, right? Him talking about biting the knees. And then I think he's kind of turned into this easy punching bag for a lot of the intellectuals in the media space. Cuz let's face it, well, I think one thing that the the uh the media hangs their hat on is their education. And they view Dan Campbell as like kind of this meathead football guy. And listen, he's gone viral on some comments that have been really funny. Yesterday, though, I just went to YouTube. Incredible app owned by Google uh, slash website. And I went to the Detroit Lions page and I just watched a Dan Campbell press conference. And let's let's face it. Most people, when they see Dan Campbell, the Lions are probably just one of the least consumed teams in the league are not that locked in. They don't get treated like the Packers or the Cowboys or the Patriots or the Niners or Seattle. Like That's just not their deal. So most people are not that locked in on the Lions. And I watched one of his press conferences, like 10 minutes worth, and I came away thinking, this guy is smart. This guy, I, I was impressed. 
This guy was eloquent and, and candid on every situation he talked about, whether it was penalty situations, whether it was individual players. I was just like, God, I, I think this guy's kind of getting an unfair rap. Now, I'm not saying he's the next Bill Belichick, but I think most people, if you just ask someone that follows the NFL, what do you think about Dan Campbell? They'd be like, oh, tough meathead. Like, I don't really get that vibe when I watch him. Now, he looks that way because he's huge and he played in the NFL and he probably beat up every coach in the league pretty easily beside Vrabel. But I'm telling you, if you just watch a Dan Campbell press conference, pretty level-headed. You know, he's not this up-and-down roller coaster. You know, like another coach that I'm going to mention coming up. I I, I, Again, I I found myself, I I watched Jim Tom Sula. I lived here when that happened. It it was a daily embarrassment. Right, I, we all saw Freddie Kitchens. That might have been a bigger embarrassment. I think that some people are kind of insinuating and just taking educated guesses that that's going to be the situation. I don't know. I would push back and say probably no chance. Sean Payton, who is one of the better coaches in the league, one of the smarter guys in the league, has made this guy his assistant head coach for years. Like that to me says something. What happened when Freddie Kitchens was shit canned? Took his buddy Joe Judge, making him his tight end coach. Tom Sula doesn't have a job. So it's like, I, I view Dan Campbell probably a much higher level guy than he gets credit for. On to the Giants. I, obviously, they had a big fight the other day in practice. Daniel Jones ended up on the, uh, on the bottom of a pile, which is never ideal with a quarterback. I saw a quote like Daniel Jones that said, you know, the fight, I was right there, just just happened. And, of course, Judge made him run wind sprints and do push-ups. I saw Robert Sala, because I would imagine, if you're listening to this in New York, one of the big talking points for uh, for the New York talking heads would be the Joe Judge's tactics, right? And listen, there, there's an element, if you're a Giants fan, you grew up, I mean, the two best coaches, if, if you're 45 years old, 35 years old, I guess you probably didn't miss Parcells, but probably anything, you know, older than 40, Parcells and Coughlin, two old school badasses. Well, it's kind of, football's changed a little bit. And they asked Robert Sala what he thought about those tactics. And Robert just basically called them stupid. You know, like, these are grown men. That's not really how I'm going to approach it. I would say this is pretty black and white to me. It's very simple. This is not Little League. This is not peewee football. This is not high school football. We are not teaching life lessons in the league. This is a private sector business where minimum salaries are 600 grand and several guys on the team make 10 to 15 to 20 million dollars. If you want to send a message in the NFL, do you know how you do it? You don't do it on the field. Because you know the majority of guys on the field beside a couple chubby offensive linemen could run wind sprints with their eyes closed. Do you think wide receivers and DBs and linebackers worry about running wind sprints? These are some of the most finely tuned athletes currently in the world right now. So you doing that is a little bit of theater. It's all for show. If I want to send a message, which all the good coaches do, do you know what happens? They cut you. They fine you. They hit you in the pocketbooks. You know that little thing called money that makes the world go round? Well, guess what? These guys make a lot. So you want to send a message in the NFL, you do it through your checkbook. You do it through relieving a guy of his duties. A guy, a fringe guy, he's a problem. You cut him. You give him the pink slip. You give him a cardboard box and you say, pack your shit, you're gone. You see the Carolina Panthers? 
Uh, there was that late hit. One of their players had to get ambulanced off. Right? They, they, I mean, he couldn't move his extremities. Everything that I read a day ago was like, it all came back. He's going to be okay. The person who, the, the player that hit the, the, the offensive player got cut. That's what Matt Rule did. Because that's what you do in the NFL. You want to send a message to the locker room? You hit people's checkbooks. You, you, you put people on the unemployment line. You don't make them run wind sprints, do push-ups. I mean, these guys, these guys bench press 450 pounds. Push-ups? Hell, I could do 50 push-ups right now. You, you, you think your middle line, you think Blake Martinez needs to do push-ups? You think Saquon Barkley needs to do wind sprints? What the fuck are we talking about? Like, I, I defended Joe Judge when I watched his football team. I thought they were tough and well put together. But I think sometimes his his tactics are a little little leak. I'm not trying to overreact to just a couple wind sprints, but it's now kind of a pattern. You set the culture in the NFL by drafting and acquiring the right type players, and if there is an issue, you remove that individual from your locker room. You don't beg him to change. You don't have him go around the track and run gassers. You find him or you cut him. This was a story I saw. The, the, the Vegas Raiders lost another executive, and Jason Cole reported that the organization has, uh, I guess, acquired a law firm just in case some of these executives kind of come after them. And, and listen, I, I, I think this, and I've been saying it for years, I like Mark Davis. He was, I, I used to go to Raiders trading camp when I had my radio show and we were partners with the Raiders. He would come up and talk. He was cool as hell. He, he's probably more normal and easier to have a conversation with than the overwhelming majority of owners, not just in the league, but in all of pro sports. He's an easy hang. You can just BS with him. Very normal. And so this is not, I'm not saying this because I have anything against him. But I do think that the NFL would do anything to remove him. And if he has or any of his close confidants around him, they have to know that. And there's some rumors that obviously Corona was financially impacted us all in some form or fashion. It had major financial ramifications and a stadium, a lot of money was on the line. I went to Vegas last summer, and I was staying at the Venetian. And I'll never forget going to this pizza place. And I got a slice of pizza. Actually, I didn't get a slice of pizza. I ordered some cocktails for the ladies. So we ordered some cocktails because we were walking around. And uh, I listen, I'm, I'm a curious individual uh, when it comes to business. I just started BSing with like the manager, the dude who was standing there. And I said, uh, how's Corona treating you guys? And I forget the name of the pizza place, but he said that there were, I think, like 50 in the country. And obviously, they were at some big, just different, situated some areas and some major cities. And he said, by a mile, the last several years, this had been the number one pizza chain of the group. We had generated the most revenue, and it, there wasn't even a close second. He said, during Corona, we were by far dead last. So the, the, the impact on Vegas and on the casino business and just it was big. Obviously, Mark directly impacted because they weren't able to have fans. And I just, the NFL, if the Raiders could ever be put for sale, an open bidding. If the Carolina Panthers went for $2.2 billion cash, what do you think a team with a badass stadium in Las Vegas where there's no state income tax? Now, as we've seen, it's hard to force guys out. It has to be some crazy situation like what happened with the Clippers. I'm not saying anything like that's going to happen. 
But the league is just, I've always heard rumblings, keep my ear to the street, know some people that know some people, that like, God, the league is just desperate to remove him and get a Bezos type, get a Dave Tepper type, get a guy with some money. Mark Davis has no money. And Vegas, that first year, just crippled him. So these, these executives, the business people are leaving left and right. Something weird is going on. I don't have the details. I just know it's something to keep an eye on. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the black buffalo herd, Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. 
Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bowl flavor, full pouches. Okay, let's get to the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram handle. You slide up in those DMs, like my guy Michael right here, and you get read on the show. It's how we, uh, it's how we interact with the people. Love the football podcast as well as the uh, invest in real estate talk. It is easily some of my favorite combined in the 45-50 minute podcast episode. I don't know if you guys have been following the Robin Hood stock uh, IPO has been a roller coaster ride. I didn't buy any, but one day it went up like 50%. Next day it drops like 30%. Feels like a fun stock to be a part of. You got to love the juice. My question for the mailbag is at what point this season do we think we will know what type of player two is? I think based on the short lease he was given last season, it's hard to judge him right now. I know Colin said you would know by Thanksgiving, and I tend to agree. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for him to shake the the ghost of what could have been Justin Herbert on that team. Because if Justin Herbert is playing well, and Tua is just average, but better than he was last year, I think it's going to feel like a disaster. So to me, you're, it's just it's going to be a weekly thing. It's a big story. Because if they had Justin Herbert, I think people would be like, God, could they compete with the Chiefs? Whether that's fair or not, I think just that's the way they'd be talking about him. So I, I I think a lot of it has to do with just Justin Herbert. You know, I mean, he's 22, 23 years old. So, but how's he going to get that much better? He's small, can't really run, doesn't have a great arm. Like those things, they're not changing. Isn't that kind of set? Like, isn't that, I mean, it's, he could become, I guess, more accurate? I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. Curious what you think will actually take for the 49ers to move Jimmy and go all in for Trey Lance. We all want Trey, obviously, but it feels like Shanahan wants to protect him and not put any pressure on the kid. Think there's a world in which a third-round pick from Indy changes all that. Well, Jimmy makes $25 million and Indy has $11 million in cap space. Listen, I, I thank Jimmy for his efforts. Without him, he wouldn't have resurrected this franchise and... I run a business that is directly impacted by the 49ers, and he meant a lot to helping that thing get going. So I I, I thank Jimmy Garoppolo. But he's not a $25 million player anymore. You know, he's probably, you need to give him one of those Fitzpatrick-type seasons, and he needs to prove it. He can't stay healthy. He's just, I, I don't you don't trust him, you know, game in, game out. I could not trade a third-round pick for him. Chris Ballard hit me up. I would say, do not do it. One, they, they can't even afford. He would have to take a pay cut. If Jimmy G is not the starter, the Niners are going to make him make, take a pay cut. See, Jimmy G's financial earning power is about to take a major hit. Now, he's made a lot of money, but I, I don't know if we'll ever see him be one of those $25 million quarterbacks again. But I think he's a good backup, which actually he might be perfectly suited for because you can't really get hurt if you don't play that much. Hey, big fan of the podcast, Lifetime Bucks fan here. Why does Bruce Arians not receive as much credit for the Buccaneers' success last year as Brady? I mean, every take that I hear on sports media is solely about Tom. The Buccaneers were an absolute dumpster fire before Arians came in. Yeah, I just think it's the power of Tom. I mean, Tom Tom Brady is, I mean, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. You could argue he's like a top five American athlete of all time in terms of fame, accomplishments. You just, it's hard for a coach to overcome that. Like, Phil Jackson is an absolute legend. When he was around Michael, people were talking about Michael. That's just the way it works, right? So I, anyone in the league thinks very, very highly of Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is a badass. 
he hires great staffs, but it's hard. It's just tough. I mean, you, you sign up for, you think Arians cares? Super Bowl ring, Super Bowl ring. I'm hitting up the Bay next month for a Dodgers game. And the I'm from LA, Giants-Dodger game. And this will be my first time going as an adult. What bars or restaurants do you recommend? I'll be honest. I haven't been to the city of San Francisco in two years. Like actually gone in there since Corona. I have not been in the city of San Francisco. So I don't know what's open. I don't know what's closed down. I, I know this. The Bay Area, I, I, I don't know what they are, uh, you know, the city of San Francisco, what they're allowing. So whatever the extremes are with the COVID protections, they're going to be on it. So I don't know if some of these restaurants shut down. They used to have a great strip right across from the ballpark. Momo's, Pete's, Pedro's, Mexican food, just normal American food, bars. It was so fun. That, it was an incredible area for from basically 2010 to 2018. I don't even know if it exists anymore. I know the owner got rid of the uh, properties. Who, who knows? That's where I would always recommend. But I'll be, I mean, I haven't, I, I live 20 minutes away. I have not been to downtown San Francisco in two years. I guess a little under. It's pretty nuts. So I, that's where I would go, but I don't even know if they're around. Longtime listener, first time messenger. I know the show is mostly based on the NFL, but I'm curious if you have an opinion or your thoughts on Tate Martell's career so far and his recent signing at UNLV. I'll be completely honest. I have no opinion. I might have to... Is that the quarterback that played at uh, the University of Miami? Is that where he was? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion. So he's played... Oh, yeah, he's played Ohio State, transferred to Miami. Now he's at UNLV. I think this was a guy that dated some some hotties on Instagram. That's how I kind of knew about him. Hyped high school recruit. He's thrown 29 career passes. So, I don't know. I Whether this is fair or not, and maybe I'll have to change this mindset because people are just going to transfer at just higher rates than they've ever transferred. When you transfer... To three schools, I red flag you. Two schools, you know, Burrow did it, Baker did it, people transfer, whatever. It's not that big a deal. But you transfer to three schools, I'm out on you. I'm out on you. So that maybe two is the new, or three is the new two. You transfer to three schools, I'm out on you. UNLV stinks. I think that that, uh, coach, Arroyo, was the offensive coordinator when Justin Herbert was at Oregon. Look at Justin Herbert in college and look at him in the pros. I That guy might stink. I would not go play for that guy. Longtime listener, I love the pod. Since the slow part of sports year, uh, which borderline players, if any, do you believe will eventually make the Hall of Fame? Sean Alexander, Eli Manning, Cam Chancellor, Frank Gore, Luke Keekley, Eric Weddle, Matt Ryan. If you're ever in Seattle, let's get a beer and bitch about the Pac-12 football Seattle Niners rivalry. Go Hawks. Maybe there's Russell Wilson. I would say Sean Alexander, no. I would say Eli Manning will get in. Now, I don't view him as a Hall of Fame player. I view him as Hall of Fame moments, and those moments came in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's just going to get him in. Is his career, like Phillip Rivers had the better career, start to finish. But those two years changed Eli's life. I would say Cam Chancellor, no. Though he's in the hall of really good. The guy was a beast. Frank Gore. I don't know if Frank Gore was ever a top three running back any year of his career. 
but he had, you know, a borderline Hall of Fame career. I to me, Frank Gore is like the best of the Hall of Really Good, but he might get in just on longevity. Luke Keekley Hall of Fame level player. Now, retiring early, I don't know if he'll get in, but I think Luke Keekley's like a five time all pro. Luke Keekley's career looks very similar to uh to Patrick Willis's. And he's team captain on one of the best teams in the league. He's defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year, five team, first team all pro, seven time all pro. Luke Keekley's a Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan, I would not put in. Does he make it? It depends how long he plays. So I would go Alexander, no. Eli, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's going to get in. Cam Chancellor, no. Frank Gore, probably close, but no. Keekley, yes. Eric Weddle, no. Matt Ryan, no. But I'm bad at Hall of Fames. Like, I, I, I don't think Hall of Really Good Guys should get in. And they do. Like, Tony Dungy got in the Hall of Fame. Like, uh, I, I just have a high standard. Like, to me, you should be no-brainers. You know, Ray Lewis, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, Peyton Manning. Like, it shouldn't be, it should be no debate. Border, he, for me, and listen, maybe this is unfair. Like, if you're not like a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know if the Hall of Fame's for you. Now, that's not the way it works, and guys get in, and but I, I think Keekley's probably even underrated at this point. Dude was a badass. Have a great weekend, and uh, see you guys next week. Adios! <laughs>
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.